New study, sea level rise could spell disaster for California. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. There were about 300 organized climate change marches across the U.S. on Saturday. Coast to coast, hundreds of thousands took to the streets demanding action on climate change. A common sign marchers held, the oceans are rising and so are we. A timely message given a new report about the effects of sea level rise on California. The state's Ocean Protection Council warns that coastal sea levels could rise as much as 10 feet in areas by the end of the century. That's because for every foot of global sea level rise caused by melting ice on West Antarctica, the ocean along California's coast will rise approximately one and a quarter feet. Here are some specific predictions. Malibu's broad beach will become a sliver of sand. Coastal power plants, especially nuclear ones, will need to be fortified. Coastal roadways from north to south will be abandoned and relocated inland. And more than 42,000 homes will be completely underwater. The Long Beach Press-Telegram summarizes the potential future. Crippled economies, compromised public safety, submerged infrastructure, and a forced retreat inland. The border wall idea that the new president persists in pursuing has many problems. Among them, its effect on water and an international treaty. The Mexican government recently raised objections to the wall, claiming it might increase the likelihood of flooding by temporarily trapping water and debris behind it, acting like a dam. As reported by NPR, the U.S. and Mexico signed a treaty in 1970 that lays out the precise border between the two. It also provides the both U.S. and Mexican officials on the International Boundary and Water Commission must agree if one side wants to build any structure that would affect the flow of the Rio Grande or its floodwaters. Antonio Rascón, chief Mexican engineer on the commission, said in an exclusive interview with NPR that some border wall proposals he has seen would violate the treaty and that Mexico would not stand for that and could seek arbitration in the world court. Last Friday, Trump signed another executive order, this one opening offshore areas to oil and gas drilling. Former President Obama had protected areas in the Gulf of Mexico after the BP Horizon disaster. Besides allowing drilling there, Trump's new order could lift restrictions on large areas of the Pacific and Atlantic. However, the order comes at a time when demand for offshore leases is near its lowest point in years, according to Reuters. In California, the governor, the state attorney general, and top lawmakers promised to fight any new drilling. Also last week, Trump ordered the Interior Department to review the orders of the previous three presidents that set aside land and water under the Antiquities Act. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke said that somewhere along the way, the Antiquities Act became the tool of political advocacy rather than the public interest. That remark left some scratching their heads as 16 presidents have used it since 1906 to protect areas such as the Grand Canyon before it became became a national park. But Republicans criticized Obama the most because he protected more land than any other president. They bemoan the inability to develop those lands, particularly for oil and gas. Trump's order may threaten 24 national monuments. 
Some lakes in the Boreal Shield ecozone of Canada bear a chemical resemblance to Earth's oceans of about 2.5 billion years ago. Ancient oceans were rich in iron, low on sulfur, and free of oxygen. A new study published in Scientific Reports details how the lakes have no oxygen at their bottoms at times, just like ancient waters where different types of microorganisms can thrive. The study is important because scientists say the lakes can give more clues as to how life evolved. The research may also show how microbes help form algal blooms that can shut down water treatment plants. And in another study out last week, research is showing that groundwater that's been below the surface for tens of thousands of years is vulnerable to human pollution. Researchers found that pollutants such as pesticides and salts can percolate hundreds of meters underground. And they also saw elevated traces of a radioactive hydrogen isotope spread during nuclear bomb tests, but at levels that aren't dangerous. Previously, scientists thought that these deep waters were nearly immune from pollution. One of the co-authors of the study told Science News that people can't just drill deep and expect to escape surface contamination. And finally, after its worst drought in 1,200 years, this winter, California had one of its wettest on record. Hillsides are green, reservoirs are at capacity, and rivers are raging. In essence, the Golden State is teeming with life again. This is no more evident than in the carpet of flowers everywhere. Plants that went dormant during the dry spell are bursting with color so massive it's being called a super bloom and can be seen from space. All those flowers attract pollinators like birds and bees, but they also attract other critters we may not be as delighted to see, spiders. According to Brian Brown of the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County, residents can expect a bumper crop of creepy crawlers. He told Southern California Public Radio that moisture conditions mean more plant growth, which attracts insects that spiders love to feed on. And that's obvious by the number of calls he's getting, especially about one spider in particular, the brown widow. The brown widow is not native to California. It likely came from South Africa on container ships, and like most tourists, it just loves California's climate. The spider started showing up in Southern California about 15 years ago, taking over the favorite hiding spots of its scary relative, the black widow. He told KPCC that brown widows are often found under yard furniture. So if you're in the LA area and want to know if you have them, carefully look under chairs for webbing. But he added, don't panic. Brown widows aren't aggressive. According to the Center for Invasive Species Research at UC Riverside, if you did get bitten, the brown widow is not dangerous or deadly. Still, it's a spider. Breathe and focus on the super blooming flowers. This Week in Water is supported by the American Waterworks Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.